Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good morning. Welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts program coming to you from Studio 63 in Bayou Country. My name is Steve Z, and we're going to get started right now. The I told you so's and the blame game and the crawfishing, walking back, circle back crowd at the White House has now found an easy excuse following through with their promise to repeal Title 42. Now think about this for just a moment. They've been bragging for months how they're going to repeal Title 42 simply because it had Donald Trump's name attached to it. That's what the Biden administration has done for their entire 15, almost 16 months in office. They have found every excuse, every justification, every reason they can manufacture to undo any and everything that Donald Trump ever put into place. Title 42 kept our immigration numbers, our illegal immigration numbers, very, very low by requiring that, let's say, every illegal immigrant trying to sneak into America needed to remain in Mexico and await their asylum hearing. Biden was trying to bring in as many as 18,000 illegal immigrants per day, per day, by repealing Title 42. After getting lots of heat from Republicans, from independents, and from within his own slimeball Democratic Party, he needed any excuse, every excuse he could possibly find to backpedal and step away from his reversal of Title 42, his removal of Title 42 border restrictions. And now a federal court has given him an out. A federal court judge said, we're going to block your removal of Title 42 border restrictions, Gropey Joe. We don't want all of these people sneaking into the country illegally. The Biden administration yesterday announced that they will comply with an upcoming order from a federal judge in Louisiana that is expected to block the removal of those COVID-19 border restrictions known as Title 42, the Trump-era health measure that was used to deport more than one million illegal, invading, trespassing, law-breaking criminal aliens from the United States. The Biden administration said they planned to end Title 42 one month from now on May 23rd, and that move would have resulted in over 18,000 illegal trespassing criminal aliens sneaking across our southern border every day until Joe Biden is out of office. A Louisiana district court judge announced plans to block the move until Biden negotiates a deal with Republican-controlled border states. A senior administration official says the White House plans to comply with the order today. If and when the court issues a temporary restraining order, the department is planning to comply with that order, a White House official said. It really makes no sense to us that the plaintiffs would demand and the court would order that the Department of Homeland Security be stopped in its use of expedited removal, which is going to prevent us from adequately preparing for the aggressive applications for immigration law when public health orders expire. DHS released a plan on how to deal with post-Title 42 surges in migration this week. Their plan would surge resources for medical support and transportation at the border. 
but is not significantly different from what DHS released when it first announced plans to end Title 42 back on the 1st of April. Many Republicans and Democrat members of Congress expressed major concern with that plan earlier in April. Democrat Arizona Senator Mark Kelly said flat out on April 16th that the DHS plan was inadequate. Now, Mark Kelly is a slimeball pandering Democrat, and he's up for re-election in the midterms. So, of course, he's going to say, I don't want to end Title 42 right now. He doesn't want to be voted out of office, and he should be voted out of office. He's not qualified to represent people in his home state any more than the milkman or the mailman or the guy digging a ditch. He only got elected out of sympathy because his wife got shot in the face and he was an astronaut. Oh boy, I went to outer space. Now I'm qualified to become a senator or a congressman. <laughs> this clown said, the administration hasn't even prepared and they don't have a plan for what to expect. Forget about the unexpected part. I'm just asking for the first part of this. We know what the situation on the ground is going to be. Let's come up with a detailed plan and put it in place. And I just haven't seen that. Remember those words the day after the midterms, when the Democrats lose many, many, many seats in Congress, both the House and Senate, we can only hope. Let's see if Kelly is singing the same tune if he gets reelected after the midterms. Gropey Joe's administration says it is preparing to handle up to 18,000 migrants each and every day from now until the end of his term as president, if Title 42 comes to an end. Remember, in March, there were over 210,000 illegal, criminal, disease-ridden, trespassing, invading aliens attempting to cross the border. Those are just the ones we caught. There are as many as five to ten times that number that don't get caught or even observed by Border Patrol agents. The numbers are expected to surge and the United States could very well see over a million attempted crossings per month. Can you imagine what happens to our 331 million population if a million a month come through this country over the total four years of the Biden-Harris debacle? We, as a nation, cannot handle such an influx. We have a crappy economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday, when I peeped at it, had dropped over 600 points in a matter of a couple of hours. And who cares about the stocks? What about the inflation, Joe Biden? What about the empty shelves, Joe? What about the high cost of gasoline and diesel? What about the soaring cost of electricity, natural gas, water and utilities? What about groceries, furniture, new cars, used cars, if you can even find those items? And what about the price of vegetable oil, cooking oil? which has soared exponentially since you took office, Joe Biden. And now you want to turn corn, which could be turned into corn oil, into 
ethanol fuel additives? Come on, man. You are an inept, inadequate, unqualified individual running our country. That's the truth. And unfortunately for America, <laughs> the truth hurts. We'll be right back. Don't you love the double standard, the hypocrisy of the Democrats? There's an article in USA Today that says, lawmakers look at Supreme Court ethics changes after Jenny Thomas's election texts stirred debate. Jenny Thomas is the wife of African-American conservative-leaning Justice Clarence Thomas. And a House of Representatives panel will hold a hearing today on whether or not to change ethics requirements at the Supreme Court. This just a month after reports revealed that Jenny Thomas texted a Trump administration official in early 2021, urging him to overturn the 2020 election. What Clarence Thomas's wife does should have absolutely zero bearing on Justice Thomas's job on the Supreme Court. But the media is clamoring for these investigations, calling for changes to ethics rules, asking Clarence Thomas to step down because his wife made a tweet. Well, let's look at this from the Hunter Biden laptop issue, the Burisma issue. Should we then be able to demand that gropey Joe Biden resign because his son and his brother were doing corrupt illegal illicit business dealings with the ukraine with russia with china and other entities of course not he's a democrat and democrats can do whatever the f they want to do it's not yet known whether jenny thomas's texts were in the batch of communications that are being reviewed in reference to the january 6th so-called insurrection because there was no insurrection the media has hyped a group of unarmed American citizens who walked peacefully through the U.S. Capitol, and yes, a couple of clowns tipped over a table lamp or a file cabinet or scattered some papers about, and heaven forbid one asshat put his feet on nasty Nancy Pelosi's desk and left a quarter in exchange for an envelope that he took. That's not insurrection. That's not sedition. That is not a coup attempt. That is not an overthrow of the U.S. government attempt. That was far, far less violent, January 6th, that is, than the so-called peaceful protests in Portland, Seattle, Louisville, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and other major metropolitan cities by the Blafrican Lives Supposedly Matter crowd, by the Antifa crowd, by the true destroyers of democracy who burned police stations and government buildings and destroyed police cars and assaulted with weapons with weapons police police women because that's all there are men and women it's not yet known whether jenny thomas's texts were in a batch of communications involving the january 6th uprising or whether Justice Thomas knew about his wife's texting or her efforts related to the election. But of course the Democrats want to try and say, we need to change and we need to silence any conservative point of view. 
The bills that are likely to come up at the 2 o'clock hearing at the House Judiciary Subcommittee today would require that Supreme Court justices follow a binding code of ethics. The nation's highest court does not regard itself as legally bound to the code of ethics that other federal judges follow, but justices say they consult the code and they take ethics very seriously. The double standard applied to confirmation of conservative-leaning justices like Brett Kavanaugh, like Clarence Thomas, like Amy Coney Barrett, are far removed from the we-just-gotta-let-everything-slide that lets unqualified justices like Katanja Brown-Jackson onto the bench simply because she had a vagina, black skin, and somewhat of an African heritage. Of course, to the Democrats, being black gets a black mark if you're a conservative black, but you get a pass and a green check mark if you're a progressive, woke, liberal black on the Supreme Court. We'll be right back. From the White House officials who pull gropey Joe Biden's strings, Biden will supposedly decide on student debt cancellation sometime right before the midterm elections. How convenient. According to Money Talks News, the gropey Joe Biden administration will decide in August whether or not he will cancel federal student debt. Anyone who took out a federal student loan knows that it is a binding legal contract, just like taking out a loan to buy a car or a house or, heaven forbid, to start a business and contribute to the nation's economy. Gropey Joe Biden is planning on, hoping, and betting that his eventual decision to cancel federal student loan debts just before the midterms might give the Democrats a little kick in the ass that they desperately need as they attempt to hold on to a very slim majority in both the House and the Senate. Yes, as per page one of the Democrat playbook, if we can't make people understand our policies because our policies suck, we will pay them to vote us back into office. This is a bribe to those who have federal student loan debt, to those people who took out a loan with the promise to repay that loan at a very, very low interest rate. And now, poof, Joe Biden and the Democrats want to simply make that loan go away. It's another form of federal welfare. Imagine you get to sit in a college classroom for four years taking up something useless like basket weaving or gender studies. I can do the entire gender studies piece right now in 30 seconds and I don't even have to be the professor to do it. It's so easy to know the entire curriculum of gender studies that a kindergartner could do it. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. And it really, really is that very, very simple. I want to go back to the U.S.-Mexico border and Biden's disastrous mishandling of the entire border crisis, which was well under control when Donald Trump was president. And all of that control was simply flushed down the toilet the day feeble-fingered, gropey Joe Biden, the milk carton missing in action president, stuck his hand on the Bible 
and told us he would take care of us. If this is taking care of us, by God help us. According to Reuters, Ted Hessen writes, the Biden administration Tuesday, yesterday, outlined a plan to tackle border security, pushing back against critics who say that the White House is unprepared for the late May deadline to lift the COVID-19 restriction known as Title 42. The critics are out there, not only in Republican land, not only in independent land, but in Democrat land with some of their own leading Democrat nut jobs criticizing gropey Joe Biden. The administration says the government has been preparing to end Title 42 since the fall of last year. But with literally, not figuratively, literally millions of illegal trespassing invading aliens coming in large caravans to invade our southern border, the White House is now lashing out at critics saying, don't worry folks, we have a plan. <laughs> Alejandro Mayorkas is the Secretary of Homeland Security. He's the top border official in the Biden administration. He will be testifying before three separate U.S. congressional committees today, Wednesday, and tomorrow, as many Republicans are calling for his resignation or threatening to impeach him for his horrible approach to immigration. Illegal immigration is how it was written. What more can you ask for? I know. Get gropey Joe Biden to stand down and take Camel Toe Harris along with him. Switching gears once again to the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and now almost halfway through 2022, 45% of Americans in a new poll say that it's too early to end a transportation mask mandate. <laughs> that guy's not wearing a mask on the airplane. Mask or not, whether you're on a plane or a train, a subway, or even a transit van, you are riding around in a can of farts and other people's bad breath. Realize that. If you can smell a fart through your magic mask, you can catch COVID through your magic mask. If you want to wear a mask and look like a clown, you go right ahead. The CDC and the World Health Organization have even had no choice but to admit that the mask mandate did no good in stopping or even slowing the spread of the China virus. This new poll came out in Politico, Morning Consult. So you know it's a heavily biased poll, relying on answers from people sympathetic to democratic, progressive, woke, liberal causes. And sometimes the people who claim to be Republicans are not Republicans. Trust me, anytime I get a phone call from some polling organization asking me about my political views, who I might vote for, or something along those lines, I always, every single time, tell them that I am a Democrat and that my leanings are far left so that I can skew the numbers on purpose of that poll. According to a political morning consult poll, almost half of the Americans surveyed released more 
than a week after a federal judge struck down the federal mask mandate on transportation systems, claim that they think it is too soon to end the requirement. Wah. Listen, pal, if you choose to ride in a can of farts and other people's bad breath, no mask on my face is going to stop you from getting whatever the hell it is you're going to get either way. That's reality. But these polls keep coming out to try and make people feel guilty. People who choose to not wear a mask. My body, my choice, right? Oh, that's only in the case of abortions. Hmm. And because I'm running out of time, I don't want to spend too much time on the mask mandate. Right now, the judge is correct in saying you can't continue to require people to breathe in their own CO2 by forcing them to wear masks on an airplane. You might recall that on his very first day in office, President Gropey Joe Biden issued an executive order to, quote, affirmatively advance equity, unquote. He called for combating purported systemic racism in the federal bureaucracy. He pursued race preference policies across every single agency. Now, what does that mean? That means he was pushing for advancement of African American 13% hyphenated minorities in every single governmental operation, regardless of qualification, regardless of education, regardless of experience. Oh, we don't have a black manager in this department? Find one, promote one. Hurry, I need to look good so that the Democrats will keep voting for me. With the release of the Gropey Joe Biden administration's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism in June of this last year, 2021, given its stated effort to combat the claimed most lethal threat to the homeland being white supremacists, I couldn't help but shake my head and laugh at the Groper in chief. White supremacists are the biggest threat to the United States of America? Hey, Joe Biden, open your eyes, wipe out the crust and the dust, and look at what is happening at our southern border. The single largest crisis to our democracy right now is you rolling out the red carpet, the welcome mat for illegal, criminal, disease-ridden, law-breaking invaders, trespassers, those who actively, willingly participate in violating our nation's most sacred law, our immigration law. With the release of that national strategy of countering domestic terrorism, we suggested back in June that given its stated effort to combat the claimed most lethal threat to the homeland of white supremacists through anti-racist equity and application of critical race theory, that would become our new counter-terrorism policy. Don't worry about terrorists crossing the southern border, flying airplanes into buildings, blowing up federal installations, causing mass shootings. We have to worry about the white supremacists out there. I live in a neighborhood of 97 houses. In our neighborhood, in southern Louisiana, we have a majority Caucasian neighborhood because has something to do with ability to afford 
living in this neighborhood, which goes back to hard work, payment of taxes, education, advancement and promotion in one's endeavors. And we just don't have food stamp bearing welfare recipients in our neighborhood of any race, creed, color, or national origin. People pay a lot of money to live here in this little haven, our 97 house neighborhood. Not a gated community, but damned close. We have African-American families. We have Latino families. As a matter of fact, my neighbor across the street is a black guy, and he works two jobs to support himself, his children, and an ex-wife who apparently likes to take him to court and stick him as often as she can. His next-door neighbor, a Mexican immigrant couple with their three children, legal, card-carrying citizens now, actually. They're citizens. They got their citizenship approved. They put their hand on the Bible. They swore to be whatever you need to swear to be an American citizen. Congratulations. They own a Mexican restaurant in a popular shopping mall. They're doing pretty well, and they're paying taxes. Where is the white supremacy in our neighborhood? The white folks are out mowing their lawns, edging, trimming, bagging up their lawn waste, just like the black people, just like the Hispanic people, and just like the Vietnamese couple around the corner, one of whom is a doctor, his wife a pharmacist. Where is the white supremacy that is so ravaging our nation that it is the number one counterterrorism threat to our democracy, according to the Democrats? My God, is this Joe Biden that stupid, vapid, or is he just blind to reality? If 15% of our nation is Hispanic and 13% of our nation is Black African American and 5% of our nation is Asian and 1% of our nation is Native American, that means the majority of Americans happen to be Caucasian. Joe Biden seems to think that equity means there are 50% black people everywhere. He forgets completely about the Hispanic population because that reminds him of his disgusting border policy at the southern border, bringing in more and more and more illegal, law-breaking criminals into our country. And yes, they are criminals the moment they break the law of our immigration laws. So they are criminals, Joe Biden. And you are promoting crime. And for that alone, you should be impeached, removed from office, and shuffled down the road to retirement. Equity? By making every department run by a black person? to assuage some guilt because your family owned slaves way, way back, Mr. Biden? That is wrong, and it is destroying our nation, implying that every white person is somehow a white supremacist, and we all have hoods in our closets to go to Klan rallies. Perhaps you should look in the mirror yourself, Gropey Joe. Is this guilt based on your own life experience of being a white supremacist yourself? I'm going to play it one more time for you. And even though he claims he was only quoting someone, Joe Biden, whilst a U.S. senator, 
used the dreaded N-word twice. And he smiled when he did it. And his best friend was Robert Byrd, a known Ku Klux Klan leader on the national level. Perhaps this call for white supremacy eradication is born out of Mr. Biden's own involvement in being a white supremacist and knowing that the only way he can possibly get votes is to pander to the 13% hyphenated African American minority. I'm going to play this and then I'm going to get out of here for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Stand by. In a confidential uh, portions of your staff memo, they brought to your attention the allegation that important legislators and legislators in defeating the Nunes plan in the basement said, quote, we already have a here, we don't need any more big shots, that there were legislators, quote, who don't feel they wanted to have a district that would be able to elect a black representative. Now, I chose the bleeped out version. Actually, during that entire 1985 hearing, Joe Biden used the N-word 13 total times. 13. And he kind of smiled and smirked every time he said it. You can see it in his face. But anyway, the bottom line is Joe Biden is a white supremacist, a racist. And now, at his old age, in his feeble mental state, he's, I guess, feeling a little guilty about living a life as a white supremacist. And so he's trying to do a little reparations of his own. That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are free speech protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.